Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honour. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open, and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious person is an abomination to the Lord, but the upright are in his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Towards the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he gives favour. The wise will inherit honour, but fools get disgrace. Please take a seat. So really good to see you this morning. Um, thanks for making it a priority uh, to be here on this sunny bank holiday weekend. Uh, let me start by asking you a question. Uh, how do we get wise? How do we get wise? I guess um, all of us generally think wisdom is a good thing. If you stop someone uh, in the street outside uh, or someone in the church uh, and said, do you want to be wise? Uh, I imagine most of us uh, wouldn't say no. Uh, but how do we get wise? Uh, in our age, uh, there are loads of different places we could go, aren't there? Uh, we can go to the internet, uh, social media. I saw a link the other day uh, with 19 inspirational quotes to make you wise in life. Uh, and it had such classics as this. Uh, if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Boom. I love that. Um, so we can go to planetsuccess.com uh, where you can uh, find that sort of wisdom. Uh, we can listen to TED Talks. Uh, we can read books, can't we? Uh, or maybe you think, oh, well, I wouldn't go looking uh, in any of those places. Um, maybe you think that you just know better than everybody else. Uh, maybe um, you would just go to the wisdom of mum and dad uh, or the wisdom of good friends. I imagine that's where most of us go. But the book of Proverbs says that there is something more. There's something more. This passage tells us that God's wisdom uh, is supreme above everything else, supreme above any other wisdom we could find, uh, and we should treasure it. Uh, above any other wisdom we come across. 
Uh, and if you're skeptical about that this morning, uh, we're going to have a look about um, why that is the case uh, as we go through this passage. Uh, but let's pray uh, before we dive in. Let's bow our heads. Later in Proverbs, uh, we read this. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings, for they are life to those who find them. Father God, please we be attentive to your words this morning. Help us to listen to them, not just to hear them. Help us to put them into practice. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Well, in these uh, first nine chapters of Proverbs, uh, there's this theme of uh, fatherly instruction. Uh, There's a father uh, talking to his son uh, and lovingly guiding him uh, not to be a fool, but to look uh, to God's wisdom. Uh, We see it 10 times uh, throughout these opening nine chapters, uh, and it's there uh, in our passage today. Have a look with me at verse 21. Verse 21, my son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion and they will be life for your soul. Uh, Back at the start of uh, chapter one, uh, if you were with us a few weeks ago, uh, we saw the the headline and the opener uh, for the book of Proverbs. Uh, Chapter one, verse seven, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Uh, And so as this father uh, lovingly imparts wisdom to his son, uh, it's not just some sort of general wisdom, Uh, It's God's wisdom that he's talking about. He wants his son to to revere God, uh, to fear him, uh, and to recognize that God's wisdom uh, is beyond compare in this life. Uh, That's my first point. That's the first part of this passage. In Proverbs, uh, we're presented uh, with the choice between uh, Lady Wisdom uh, and the Woman of Folly. Uh, We're going to be finding out more about her in later weeks. Uh, But have a look here at how Lady Wisdom is pictured Uh, Verses 13 to 18. Uh, The author is so full of praise uh, as he tells us about her, isn't he? Uh, Verse 13, blessed is the one who finds wisdom. Verse 14, the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Verse 17, her ways are ways of pleasantness. Uh, Verse 18, she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Uh, Do you get the excitement? Uh, We're in wedding season here at St. Joseph's, aren't we? Uh, As Ken said yesterday, we had Cal and Fanny's wedding. Uh, Next Saturday, we've got uh, Jack and Karis' wedding, uh, which we're really looking forward to. And uh, groom speeches are are full of praise for their wives, aren't they? They're beautiful wives, uh, sometimes with the odd tear uh, in there as well. And uh, our author here is a a bit like a groom. Uh, I mean, you couldn't be more uh, exuberant about um, uh, Lady Wisdom, could you, than this guy here. Uh, She's worth more than any treasure in the world. Uh, Nothing you desire can compare with her. And nothing in this world, uh, when we follow her, will be blessed. Uh, She'll give you a vibrant, fulfilling life. Uh, The point is clear. Uh, God's wisdom is amazing. Uh, It's beyond compare. Uh, and we need it more than anything. And yet maybe uh, some of us, uh, maybe all of us are sitting here thinking, oh, come on, uh, why, why are you so enthusiastic, Mr. Forbes writer? Uh, I mean, is it, is it really that good? Uh, what about all, all, all these things I could compare it to? Uh, well, here's the why. Uh, it's what the author comes to next. Uh, And let me highlight four reasons uh, we're given as to why God's wisdom is beyond compare. Uh, Here's why. Firstly, uh, it's the wisdom which made the world 
Uh, and so it's the best wisdom for our everyday. Now take a look with me at verses 19 and 20. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By, understand, uh, by understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. Uh, a friend of mine uh, studied mechanical engineering at university uh, and he went on to work for uh, the Renault Formula One team. Uh, and if I wanted to know how to make a Formula One car work best, uh, I wouldn't just go uh, to my friend down the road who uh, liked tweaking with cars. Uh, I'd go and talk to my friend Chris, wouldn't I? Uh, and if we want the wisdom to make life work, uh, we go to the God who created life in the first place. Uh, we go to the God who made you uh, and me uh, the Lord who created the heavens and the earth, uh, and he knows how to make life work best. Uh, as a slightly, uh, slightly random uh, but amusing example of that, uh, which I heard this week uh, at Dartmouth College, uh, an Ivy League university in the States, um, one of their economics professors uh, did a study, a serious academic study, uh, on the happiness-maximizing number of sexual partners in the last year. Uh, and guess how many it is? Uh, it's one. That's what they came up with, a serious academic study. Uh, the happiness-maximizing number of sexual partners in the last year is one. Uh, so maybe there's just a hint there that God's design for marriage isn't so crazy after all. And we also see here that it's by his wisdom that the clouds uh, drop down the dew. Uh, God created, uh, he set up uh, the natural processes in this world. Uh, and it's because God created things in an ordered way uh, that we can study them in science. Uh, we can come up with theories about how they work. Uh, science uh, and God or Christianity uh, aren't opposed. Um, for instance, one of the uh, top philosophers of science in the world, uh, Professor Hans Halverson at Princeton University, uh, writes that it's historical fact that Christians invented uh, the scientific methods. Uh, why? Uh, well, because they believed in a creator God who had made an ordered universe. Uh, are there complex questions to wrestle with in this area? Yes. Uh, but let's not look to science uh, for our ultimate wisdom. Uh, let's look to God's wisdom, which is beyond compare. Uh, it's the wisdom which made the world. Uh, and so it's the wisdom, the best wisdom for our everyday. Uh, the second re reason why God's wisdom is beyond compare uh, is there in verses 21 to 26. Have a look. God's wisdom uh, brings peace uh, and contentment. Uh, okay, so uh, God made the world, uh, but maybe that feels quite distant. Uh, what about uh, in our everyday worries, uh, in the trials of life, uh, when things are difficult, uh, or even as we, we face up to the end of life? Um, we'll take a look at um, what the writer says in verse 24. Uh, the father is, is talking to his son again about God's wisdom, uh, and he's still so excited about it. Uh, he says this, if you lie down, uh, you'll not be afraid. Uh, when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Uh, do not be afraid of sudden terror uh, or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Uh, I don't know how much of a worry you are. I don't know how well you sleep at night. Uh, but imagine living like this guy. Uh, when, when his head hits the pillow, uh, he has no worries. Uh, he's not afraid of the present uh, he's not afraid of, of things that might pop up in the future. Um, he lies down uh, and he drifts off to sleep and his sleep is sweet. Uh, and it's not because he's living on some Caribbean, Caribbean island uh, and uh, life is easy. Uh, it's not because he's deluded enough to think that anything life throws at him, he can handle. 
Uh, it's because his confidence is in God. He trusts God completely. Uh, and he's learned to trust God uh, with his time, uh, with his money, uh, with his work, with his family, his children, uh, everything that we could worry about that might keep us awake at night. Uh, you can imagine that maybe this guy uh, prays before he goes to bed at night and commits everything to God. Uh, and he goes to sleep with a sense of peace. Uh, I think he knows what the Apostle Paul knew. Uh, when in his letter to the Philippians, uh, he said this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, uh, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, I wonder if you've ever known uh, that peace which passes understanding, uh, a peace which uh, means we've got to know God so well that even in the difficult times in life, uh, we can trust him. Uh, sometimes uh, it's even when everything's taken away and all we're left with uh, is Jesus. And sometimes it's those times when we really know that we're trusting him. Uh, maybe you've never known that peace. Uh, and the author here would say, uh, find God's wisdom. Uh, make every effort to get to know God, uh, because his wisdom is beyond compare. Uh, or maybe uh, you have experienced uh, that peace and contentment in this life, uh, but you don't really feel uh, like the author in this passage. Maybe uh, you do worry uh, as you go to bed at night. Um, and uh, it's worth saying, uh, if we're a follower of Jesus uh, and we've chosen that path of wisdom, uh, Paul, um, well, we've been, we've been made wise for salvation, as Paul puts it for t- to Timothy. Uh, we've been made wise to understand the gospel. Uh, That doesn't make us automatically wise. We have to choose each day to follow that path uh, of God's wisdom. And uh, it doesn't happen instantly. Uh, But as we uh, choose a lifetime of going after God's wisdom, uh, we we can uh, get towards that goal uh, and know God enough that we'll know that peace. Uh, And I wonder whether you you know people like that uh, who seem to have followed a lifetime of God's wisdom and... Uh, they so clearly do have that peace and contentment, uh, even uh, at the end of life. Uh, it's really attractive, isn't it? Uh, doesn't it make you want to be like them? Uh, it reminds me of, um, of Peter Halbrook uh, from our church family, uh, who sadly died back in December. Uh, despite uh, battling cancer, um, every time he spoke to him in church, um, he was always so content, uh, so peaceful, uh, so focused on others. Uh, and his favorite phrase uh, was, God's, God's in control, God's in control. Uh, it's such a marked contrast, isn't it, to those who, uh, at the end of their lives, um, are discontent, uh, there's bitterness, um, there's selfishness. Um, and wouldn't you love to be uh, like um, the man in this passage, uh, not just at the end of life, uh, but in all of life's uh, ups and downs? I will pursue a lifetime of going after God's wisdom. Uh, It's more precious than silver and gold. uh, And God will refine you uh, so that you reflect his glory and know that peace. Uh, So we'll reflect God's glory uh, as we model trust in him and that sense of peace uh, to those around us. uh, And we'll also reflect it uh, as uh, we, we bring good to our neighbors. And that's the third reason uh, why God's glory is beyond compare. Um, God's wisdom brings good to our neighbors. Uh, in verses 27 to 32, uh, we're given five pieces of wisdom about what we're not to do. Uh, they're marks and means of God's wisdom. Uh, and you could sum up those five uh, pieces of wisdom uh, as do good 
to your neighbor. Um, if you were here last week, uh, you might remember that uh, uh, in Matt's talk of the Good Samaritan, we saw that uh, everybody is our neighbor, even our enemies. Uh, and you see, God's wisdom is beyond compare because it's good for everybody. Uh, it's good for this world. Uh, some people uh, think that religion poisons everything, uh, but Christianity is a, a force for good. Uh, yes, there are things uh, that have been done in the name, the name of Christ which we need to mourn uh, and which weren't godly or right, uh, and we should own those and apologize for those things. Uh, but for example, a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist and human rights activist, uh, Nicholas Kristof, writing in the New York, New York Times, uh, says this, go to the front lines uh, at home or abroad, uh, in the battles against hunger, malaria, prison, rape, human trafficking, uh, or genocide, uh, and some of the bravest people you meet are evangelical Christians who truly live their faith. Uh, and in my uh, small experience, that's true. Uh, a study was also done in the States, uh, which found that uh, weekly church attenders in the US uh, give three and a half times as much away uh, as those who don't go to church. Uh, now, we're not to think of ourselves uh, as better than non-Christians. We need to run from uh, self-righteousness as Christians. Uh, we're all sinners saved by grace. Uh, but what is it that enables people to serve uh, that sacrificially? Uh, it's knowing that grace, and uh, that's the resource we can draw on, uh, which enables us to love others, uh, even when it's hard, uh, because of that love that we've been shown. Uh, and here in Proverbs, we're given five practical ways that we can show that love to our neighbors. Uh, have a look at verse 27 with me. Uh, verse 27, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is in your power to do it. Uh, do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it, uh, when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor, who dwells trustingly beside you. Uh, the thrust of these verses seems to be uh, that we're to be generous uh, and quickly, uh, we're to take action as soon as possible. Uh, we're not to withhold good when it's in our power uh, to do good. Uh, in verse, and uh, in verse 27, where it says, uh, do not withhold good from those to whom it's due, uh, I guess you could read that as meaning, uh, don't withhold good uh, to those uh, who deserve it. Uh, but if uh, you look at the uh, original languages, the, the most likely meaning of that seems to be um, to those who clearly need it. Uh, so if uh, an old person falls down beside you, um, they're, they're due some help, aren't they? Um, there's a sense in which they have a claim on us. But uh, this passage also tells us that we're to do good uh, when it's in our power to do so. Uh, we're not called to give away uh, what we don't have. Uh, and elsewhere in Proverbs, we're cautioned uh, not to put ourselves up as security for a stranger. Uh, so we're not to promise to pay someone uh, their debts if they default, if we don't know them, uh, we don't really know anything about their situation. Uh, I.e. we're to be wise uh, but generous uh, in a way which is quick, uh, in a way which is not begrudging uh, or putting it off. Uh, so uh, uh, this summer, uh, maybe there have been times where we had a chance to do good to someone, uh, but we were too lazy, uh, too selfish, too slow. Um, let's pray that we'll learn to be swifter in our generosity. Uh, or verse 30, uh, which says, Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Uh, this summer, uh, have you caused an argument uh, for no reason uh, it's pretty easy to do uh, when we're tired, maybe when we're not sleeping well, uh, or we've got kids up in the night. Uh, but let's pray that we would be more self-controlled uh, and loving as a church family. 
Uh, or maybe verse 31, uh, we're tempted to envy those uh, who bully their way to the top or always seem to get what they want. Uh, maybe it's uh, at work getting that project that we wanted uh, or it's getting Christmas off and we wanted it. Uh, maybe it's in a sports team uh, getting their way into the first squad. Uh, well, don't envy them. Uh, don't wish you could be like them. Uh, God values humility and uprightness, godliness. Uh, so let's strive to be like Jesus uh, rather than Uh, those folks, even if it means not getting our way sometimes. Uh, Maybe that sounds hard. Uh, It sounds like sacrifice. Uh, And that is part of uh, following in Jesus' footsteps. Uh, But our final fourth reason why God's wisdom is beyond compare uh, is that it doesn't bring loss. Uh, It brings reward. Uh, God's wisdom brings reward. Uh, We saw that back at the start of the passage, didn't we, with Lady Wisdom. Uh, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom. Uh, Its profit is better than gold. And we finish with that uh, in verses 33 to 35. Um, Have a look. Uh, It says this. God blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Towards the scorners he is scornful, uh, but to the humble he gives favor. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. Uh, God's wisdom brings reward. Uh, It's the best, most satisfying way to live. Uh, It brings peace and contentment. Uh, It brings good to the world. Uh, And ultimately, uh, it leads to greater rewards than any of us can imagine as we uh, look to the hope uh, of eternal life. Uh, And in these verses, at the end, uh, scornful, proud mockers uh, are contrasted with the humble uh, who seek God's wisdom. Uh, There are those whose uh, insults and questions uh, look uh, intellectual, sophisticated, uh, but Proverbs says that they have an inflated confidence uh, in their own thinking and opinion Uh, and in the end verse 34 says the Lord uh, will scorn the scornful Uh, he'll mock the proud mockers because he opposes the proud uh, but gives grace to the humble Uh, and so the question uh, for us to finish with this morning uh, is this do you really think uh, that you can find better wisdom uh, than God's wisdom do you really think that Uh, Are you going to be proud uh, and scorning of God's wisdom? Uh, Or are you going to be humble uh, and pursue his wisdom during your life? Uh, Are you going to fear God and commit to a lifetime of going after his wisdom? Uh, God, through the the human author uh, here, he says, love God's wisdom. Uh, Love her like you would love uh, a great wife or husband. Uh, Wisdom is about a relationship, and there's no better life partner than God's wisdom. Uh, so let's, uh, let's choose to go after it every day. Uh, let's uh, aim to finish the race uh, as people who can uh, stare death in the face uh, and say, God is in control. Uh, God is in control. And let's pray. Father God, we acknowledge that we so often trust in ourselves. We're proud. We think we're wise. Help us to love your wisdom and to go after it every day. Help us to trust you and help us to love Jesus uh, who perfectly reveals your wisdom to us and who perfectly lived it out. For your glory. Amen.